It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. I'm a little bit of a rough day for us, though. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the opposite of last week, right? Um, Titans got a big win last week. I expected them to get. Today, they were picked by pretty much everybody to win and go to Buffalo and lay an egg. So we'll talk all about it here coming up. Before we do that, remind you that we write from MusicityMiracles.com. We cover the Titans for SB Nation. Check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T. Lambert FB. Follow the podcast account at Locked On Titans. And you can get the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just search out Locked On Titans and you will find us there. All right. So the Titans were a pretty heavy favorite heading into Buffalo, coming off of three big wins. We talked last week about the you know fact that this could be a little bit of a letdown game. Um, after, like I said, the three big wins, two division wins, you know, in all three of those games, the Titans were underdogs and, and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, the Bills are not good, so the Titans shouldn't have any problem going up there and winning, especially if you saw the offense look like it finally started to click last week. And then somehow we, fe- we fell back into the what seemed like the Mike Malarkey, Terry Robisky days uh, today where the offense just kept shooting itself in the foot, couldn't get anything going. Um, just just kind of bad all the way around. And, and look, when you play the way that they play an offense today, you have to win the turnover battle. And that's the thing the Titans have been so good at the last couple of weeks is, is taking care of the football. Turn the ball over three times today, two fumbles, an interception. Uh, Bills got points off of two of those three, so ten points off of three Titans turnovers. And, you know, when you lose the game 13-12, that's obviously the difference. So a lot to, to break down. Uh, we'll start with the offense, and, you know, I, the the thing that I think is the most frustrating is Marcus Mariota hits Nick Williams on what should have been a, a touchdown that would have won the game, and Nick Williams just kind of lets it go through, right through his hands, and it's just kind of been a theme this year, and, you know, Terry and I have, if you've paid attention to us at all, you know, that we're huge Marcus Mariota fans, we're defending him against all these random people on Twitter that don't actually watch Titans games. Don't know what's been going on. But if we get into these types of games and you, you look at Mariota's numbers, 14 to 26, 129 yards, no touchdowns, interception, and, you know, here these people come again, the, the Marks Mariota detractors. And, and granted, his stat line wouldn't have been that much better. He's, he's 15 of 26 for, what, 150 yards and a touchdown interception if he catches that ball. But the Titans win, and the, the conversation is just a little bit different. So it, it's just frustrating when – you know, you, you've got a quarterback that we feel like has the ability to do a lot of things, but he gets less help than any than any quarterback in the league. At least it feels like, um, and it's just it, it's just a constant theme week in and week out. And until the Titans can get some kind of consistency there, they're just not going to have any type of consistent offense. Yeah, he I, he does get the least amount of help. You know, I, I tweeted that and. I took some heat from Bills fans, and I understand. Look, Bills don't have any receivers either. Both skill positions are bad. Titans have Corey Davis, who's great. Look behind Corey Davis. You're talking Taewon Taylor, Tajay Sharp, and then you've got Nick Williams and Darius Jennings. That's just embarrassing. Uh, you know, no no NFL team is really going to put up huge numbers with those two. You know, we saw – Last week, uh, Corey Davis went off. That's great. 
what happens when Corey Davis is blanketed by Tredavious White today. Uh, I think you saw that. So Titans just didn't have any options to come open, uh, didn't attack down the field, uh, didn't really even attack in the intermediate. So couldn't find anything uh, to really get going in the pass game. Uh, Marcus Mariota threw all of the crap, uh, did enough to win the ball game. And then that's not real impressive, I, I understand. That's a game the Titans should have won today. Uh, you know, you take away one of the mistakes, uh, maybe the, uh, the the pick where Nick Williams, which, by the way, that's totally on Nick Williams. You know, you, you've got to bring that route flatter. Uh, you don't want to take that up the field. I think Marcus Mariota thought that was going to happen. It didn't happen. Defender jumped it, and that, that's pretty easy. So Nick Williams has to win inside leverage there. Uh, but, you know, you've got that. You've got the Taewon fumble early on, which gave the Bills their only touchdown uh, or set them up close to the to the red zone there. Uh, and then you've got the drop by Nick Williams there. So it, you take away one of those mistakes, Titans probably win this ball game. But uh, I think Jim White said it best. You know, you play poorly, you're going to get beat. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, they're they're having to count on Nick Williams. And there's there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, they, they they just haven't had good success in, in the guys that they've brought in. Um, Richard Matthews decided to leave the team last week. I mean, all that stuff, we, we obviously talked plenty about that. But, yeah, that that route by Nick Williams on, on the Mario to pick. And, again, I, I know that, like, people, you know, say, oh, you're Marcus Mario apologist and, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, go watch that route. I mean, seriously, it, it was one of the worst routes I've ever seen in, in all of my days of watching NFL football. Because if you watch Nick Williams coming off the line, like he looks back twice before Mario throws the ball, almost like, hey, I'm just going to run out here and I, and I hope he doesn't throw me the ball. Like, and then when he throws it to him, like you said, I mean, he's got an easy path to win that inside. And he just kind of just, you know, wanders up the field. And it's clear, and, you know, Marcus went over to him after that and was, you know, basically, I mean, I don't know what he said to him, but you would hope it was something like, hey, you know, idiot, run the right route. Like, get inside there. Get, you, you were open. We, we could have had a play there. Um, but it's just, it's that stuff week in and week out. And I think that's the most frustrating part about this is there's there's potential with this quarterback, like you said, with Corey Davis, who was a stud, to, to, for an offense to be good, but you, you you have nothing outside of that, and even like the the Taylor Taylor, we were talking about this before we came on a little bit. The Taylor Taylor target in the end zone, like I, f- I feel like he could have caught the ball. He just kind of turned his head the wrong way, and then didn't turn back around to find the ball. I mean, that that kind of seems to to be an issue with him. I don't I don't know what the deal is there, but the passing game is just it's, it's not there yet, and I, I don't. I have concerns that it's ever going to be able to get there because, you know, coming into the season, we knew they had two weapons, Corey Davis and Delaney Walker. Well, Delaney Walker's done, and Jonathan Smith is apparently just a non-factor at best, I guess. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have to find something outside of Corey Davis in the passing game. They, they just they, they don't have anything right now, at least not anything that's consistent. And so that that's going to be a problem for them. Um, you know, the running game was better today. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry, his numbers were good. Uh, 11 carries, 56 yards, you know, 5.1 yards per carry. That's obviously good. I, I get frustrated watching Derrick Henry run. And listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan, okay? 
So, like, you know, most of the Alabama fans are like, Derrick Henry giving the ball 30 times a game, time to win. I, I, I just, like, it, it hurts me to watch Derrick Henry run because he runs like he weighs, you know, 180 pounds. And he's, like, tiptoeing around out there and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, he had a good game today. And, you, you know, you were saying before we jumped on here, if they do give him the ball 20 times in this game, they might have won. Yeah, you averaged over five yards to carry. Um, so, you know, just do the math there. You, you probably have a better offensive day if you go ahead and give him 20, 20 touches right there uh, on, on a day where the pass game wasn't working. But they seemed committed uh, to to the pass game, you know, despite its struggles. So that, that was interesting. But, yeah, Henry is just uh, just – he's the most unique running back in the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I think if he ran with convic- conviction – He'd be one of the scariest players in the NFL, but he doesn't. He just tippy toes and he's hesitant and he won't hit the hole and he won't go run over anybody. So uh, you're gonna see just some some weird looking runs out of him. He just seems seems really slow and and, and hesitant. I mean that's the best way I can put it. Uh, I really want him to be good. He's a he's a specimen, uh, one of the best athletes. Uh, in the NFL once he gets up to speed. The problem is getting him up to speed and getting him in daylight. So I, I just wonder if the Titans will work to get him uh, in, involved in space, which is weird to say because you don't really say that about a 6'3", 250-pound back. Um, but I thought he was better than Deion Lewis today. You know, That's the first time I've said that all year. Deion, for whatever reason, couldn't, couldn't really get it rolling. But uh, Derrick Henry, uh, working through that big Bills front, did some nice things on the ground today. Uh, you just wonder if, if if they can build on it. You wonder if they want to build on it because they do seem pretty connected to this passing attack. Yeah, and you know, I said on Twitter that he just he runs so timid, Derrick Henry. And you know, Austin Stanley came back and said, "Well, it's because he doesn't know where he's going." And, and I mean, that kind of is what you're saying here. It's almost like he just doesn't trust what he sees. I mean, I don't know what the what the right terminology have a real is good for that. Feel for it, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Just doesn't. I, I don't know. It's kind of strange to watch, but he did have his best game, I think, of the season as far as, you know, like a yards per carry average type deal. So, I mean, that's that's something maybe that they can build on. But they need they need Deion Lewis to be active in the passing game. We, we haven't really seen that yet to the to the extent that I thought we would by this point. Um, you know, and so, I mean, we'll see. Look, you know, they lost Taylor LeJuan early in this game. You got Tyler Merritt's out there playing and you know he's a guy they cut in one on the team but with all the injuries and stuff that, they, that they've had at tackle uh, he's been forced into duty so i mean hopefully i, I don't know luan's got a foot injury that has apparently been a problem for a while now i, I don't know we'll, we'll see how all that plays out hopefully dennis kelly's back next week he looked like he was pretty close this week so at least if if luan's not there you should be able to have kelly and conklin next week but I don't know, just a lot of things, a lot of things that, that they've got to work on. And I don't know, I thought the offense would be further along at this point. We talked about how it would take some time and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're five weeks in now, and they need to start clicking. But just kind of with all the, the issues that we've listed so far, I don't know. I, I think I have less confidence in this offense now than I have at any point. And, look, we're up and down, right, every every week in the NFL. And you see this with every team. Uh, Mike, who writes for us at MCM, said on Twitter, look, we know the Chiefs and the Rams are good. I don't know what we know about anybody else. And so, I mean, they, I think the Titans fall into that category. I think that they they have some potential, but they have a lot of issues as well. And I think you see that with a lot of teams. 
Um, coming up, we're going to talk about the defense, who was actually you know pretty strong today, even though at times it didn't feel like that. Before we do that, we're going to talk about my bookie. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that my bookie has been sponsoring us. We highly recommend them. Um, where you bet is almost just as important as who you bet on. You want to bet somewhere that you know that when you win, you're going to get paid, and that's the whole thing at my bookie. You, you play, you win, you get paid. That's that's, that's their slogan. Um, they've been around for a long time. You can trust them, make a deposit there, win your money. You're going to be able to pull it out if, if that's what you want to do. They have a special offer right now for Locked On listeners. Um, if you're willing to make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to not only match your deposit dollar for dollar if it's your first deposit, but they're also going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposit over $100. So you deposit $1,000, they're going to match it. $1,000 there, and you're going to get $25 on top of that. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 uh, when you make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time to take advantage of this offer. Uh, the other cool thing about MyBookie is that they have a great mobile site. You don't have to download an app. When you go from your phone, you can just do it. Just pull up your, your, your MyBookie on there. It's all the same stuff that you would see if you were on a regular computer. Um, use promo code LOCKEDON25. They're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar, plus you get the additional $25 free play. So, again, let's visit MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25. Take advantage of this offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson. But the lowest completion percentage, other than Josh Rosen, he's just been com- uh, a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. But I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league hear matt with co-host brian peacock every day on locked on nfl subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts so the defense today was good and one of the things that i thought before i actually sat down and looked at the numbers was that the run defense didn't hold up but the Bills did run for 144 yards, which that's a lot. But it was on 43 carries, so 3.3 yards per carry. Um, I, I think the frustrating part was there at the end when you knew they were going to be running. The Titans weren't able to stop it. But for the most part, they held up pretty well against the run. Um, like I said, on, on the yards per carry average, they were good against the pass. I mean, Josh Allen had the, the touchdown run, but 10 of 19 for 82 yards no touchdowns and interception. You know, if you would have told me before the game that that was going to be Josh Allen's line, I would have thought the Titans won pretty easily. So the defense, at least to this point, has been holding up its end of the bargain. And I think we probably had more questions about the defense than we did the offense coming in. But that's kind of flip-flop through five weeks. Yeah, Buffalo's bad on offense. They're, they're okay on defense, um, but they're really bad on offense. I think what people are seeing on defense or are saying on defense is it's, they couldn't the Titans couldn't get to stop with the game on the line. 
Oh, man, you know, look at look at how this game developed. Look how many runs were were thrown at them. They did so well uh, to get to that point. You know, for the game to be on their shoulders, it, it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, the game should have never been on the defense right there. Uh, so I have no problem with how they held up. Um, you know, it, it, the Bills kind of telegraphed what they wanted to do. It, it's pretty clear they don't they don't trust Josh Allen to throw the football right now, uh, as you saw by his stat line. So. You knew you were going to get a, a bunch of runs up the gut. Um, the Bills eventually wore them down. You know, the Titans defense couldn't get off the field when it counted. Uh, but, again, I'm I'm not really going to put that on them. Bills won time possession by looks like almost seven minutes. So uh, they did all they could. They deserved a win today, but the offense couldn't get it done. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, I guess that's the game that they're going to play, uh, the Bills. You, you know, when you don't have – a great quarterback, a good quarterback, maybe even you try to hide him a little bit. And so that's clearly what they're trying to do. But like you said, when you look at their touchdown drive, it was 47 yards, right? Set up by the, um, I guess that was the Taylor. Yeah, that was the Taewon Taylor fumble on that one. And then the, the first field goal that they got again was set up by, uh, that was the, the Deion Lewis fumble. So seven plays, 27 yards on that field goal. And then you had the, um, like I said, 11 plays, 47 yards on the touchdown. So if you if you can take away the turnovers, which obviously you can't do, but the the defense played well enough for the Titans to win. I mean, uh, in the NFL, if you, if you only give 13 points, you, you should win. I mean, I think that's 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 the thing that you know when you look at all these games around the league and all these offenses and what they're able to do. Um, you need to be able to score points. The Titans obviously weren't able to do that today. But it wasn't really the defense's fault. I, again, I think the frustrating part was the fact that it, it really at the end of the game on that last drive, you knew they were going to start a run, run at the clock, and the, and the Titans didn't do a good job of stopping them. It felt like the Bills had the ball the whole game. Yeah. I don't know if that was just you know just a product of the offense being bad or, or whatever it was. But there there were times where it was like, okay, the Titans obviously hasn't been on the field. I don't understand what's going on here. But it wasn't that big of a, of a disparity. But, you know, they, they weren't able – they didn't get a lot done in, in, in the pass rush department today, which was a little bit disappointing. But again, the Bills didn't throw a lot, and they weren't taking the, the deep drops and that kind of stuff. But I, I really thought this would be a game where the Titans were going to be able to get ahead, and then you were going to see that pass rush show up like it has the last couple of weeks. And the game script just didn't play out that way. So it, it's hard to draw too many conclusions about all that kind of stuff because of that. I mean, what we saw... Jarrell Casey is still a stud. I mean, he's out there making plays. He, he's out there wrecking the game. Um, you saw that, but you know, you didn't. You just didn't see many other guys show up in this game. So that was a little bit frustrating. But I don't know how many other takeaways we can have in just a game that was kind of ugly. And like I said, the defense played well enough to win, but they didn't. You know, with the exception of the uh, Dory Jackson interception, didn't really have that one. You know, game changing play that maybe could have flipped the game around on a day where the offense was struggling. And they missed Wesley Woodyard, you know, big yeah. in that fourth quarter uh, on, on that last drive, you know, really all day. Uh, he's their, one of the best defensive players on the team. Uh, so the Jayon Brown and, and Rashawn Evans were tasked with, with filling in. You know, that showed up on that final drive, so they needed that veteran out there. Uh, thought it, it tested their depth at, at linebacker. You know, you take – 45 carries up the gut 
uh, you're going to wear down. So uh, and that's what happened at the end of the game. So uh, you should mention uh, Kenny Kenny Vicaro too. Uh, good right. good run stuffing safety, uh, a strong safety role uh, was out today, and it's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So they never made a move there. Never signed another safety. Uh, I'm not sure how how the other guys played in that in that position, but clearly uh, missing those two guys against this particular offensive attack. Uh, didn't do the Titans any favors. But, again, uh, the guys that did play played really well enough to win. Uh, so this is kind of a tough one to take. Yeah, and that's that, I think that's the frustrating thing is when you feel like it, at least, you know, one side of the ball played well enough to win. And, you know, you didn't even need the offense to be great. Just make a couple of plays here and there. Again, if Nick Williams catches the ball, it's a completely different conversation. Um, so that, that that's kind of, I guess, the most frustrating thing to take away from this. All right, coming up, we will look ahead a little bit. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about Vivid Seats. Uh, you know, Vivid Seats, again, is sponsoring the podcast a little bit. Uh, if you want to go see the Titans play, vividseats.com is a great place to do that. Uh, we all love a night out or being able to go check out the Titans game, whatever it may be. Vivid Seats, you can attend the, the game, the concert, the show, whatever it is, uh, of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of orders of $200 or more as a new customer to Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest tickets, theater tickets and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, so the Titans, you know, now at 3-2. and two, uh, I mean, I guess the good thing is Jacksonville lost today, so you didn't lose any ground in the division. Technically, you still lead the division with, um, you know, the, the Colts losing on Thursday night. And the Texans, as of this recording on Sunday night, are, are tied with the uh, Cowboys. So the Titans, you know, when you when you wake up Monday morning, the Titans are still, you know, technically going to be in first in the division. That's a good thing. But, again, you, you just feel like you missed a golden opportunity on a day where the Texans lose. I mean, the, the Jaguars lose to, you know, really have that full game advantage over them for them. Uh, in a game where you, you know the Jaguars, like, <laughs> if you want to if, if you want to feel better about your about this team, if you want to feel better about where they are. Just go watch <laughs> the Blake Bortles highlights from the game against the Chiefs. It'll 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 make you smile uh, on a day where you, you probably need something to to be happy about. Um, Blake Bortles did the things that Blake Bortles does. Uh, so, but again, it, it's just frustrating because you know Titans had an opportunity here to again have really, I mean, what basically amounts to a two game lead. Uh, but to have a game lead in the loss column over the Jaguars, if they can just you know just just get this win in Buffalo, with the Jaguars losing to the Chiefs, but weren't able to take advantage of that. And so now you know we talked about the schedule lightening up a little bit. We thought that this would be you know a, an easy win, and you can you can beat Baltimore, and then you got the London game to deal with after that. Obviously, we, we have to change the conversation here a little bit. But uh, look at it, they're three and two after five weeks. If you had given us, you know, the kind of the scenario of everything that would happen before the season started, we would have taken three and two and run with it. Now we probably would have thought it would have it would have come a little bit differently. 
But, you know, you, you basically, you win a game. We talked about how last week against the Eagles they were playing with house money. You win that game, so you basically, you've basically stolen one. Now you, you've kind of given that game back with this loss to Buffalo, and you just hope that, and I just, I, I had the Miami game last year kind of bouncing through my head, you know, a game that we looked back at the end of the year and thought, you know, man, if they, if they could have won that game, they would have at least been able to host a playoff game. They would have won the AFC South. This just feels like a game that that's going to come back and haunt the Titans, a game that they should have won, a game against a team that's not going to make the playoffs, you know, is in the bottom half of the league. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to be, you know, come late December, we're going to be looking back at this game, and it's going to have a major effect on where they finish up. Yeah, somebody pointed this out. It felt like the the Cardinals game from last year. You know, where the defense just kind of stood on their head all day and the offense did absolutely nothing. And, you know, Titans left Arizona with a loss to Blaine Gabbert. So uh, it felt a lot like that today. Uh, but, yeah, now you're staring in the face three really 50-50 games. Uh, you know, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys. Uh, those could go either way. Now I could see it, make an argument for the Titans winning each of those games. I could make an argument for the Titans losing each of those games. So uh, then you've got New England after that who – um, shocker seems to have righted the ship and, and figured everything out once again. So um, the schedule did lighten up a little bit. Uh, you know, the Jaguars and the Eagles are, are two of the NFL's best, but uh, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, nothing to scoff at. So this passing game is going to have to be figured out pretty quick. Uh, Ravens got Jimmy Smith, number one cornerback, back uh, this week. So uh, I'm already looking at, at that matchup with Corey Davis and, and considering how little help Corey Davis got among his receivers, uh, that could spell trouble for the Titans next Sunday. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing right there is regardless of who they play, and we saw it today, right, if the if this passing game is not better, they're going to struggle to win games. You're going to have to be almost perfect uh, to win games. And, again, I just – I really – this was the reason that we wanted Malarkey and Rubisky out, right, because we didn't want to have to watch – this, you know, such a thin margin of, of error or for error that, that they had last year. You didn't want to have to play that game again. But it, it feels like that's back to where they are. And in, until we really see them take that step forward that we thought they took forward last week. So it was like two steps forward, at least one step back. Um, in, until we really see them take that step forward, we're, we're just going to be kind of playing on this edge where if you have, you know, two turnovers in a game, you're probably going to lose. And listen, that that's oversimplification, and you know you you could say that's true for for pretty much any NFL team uh, that it, that if you lose a turnover battle, you're going to lose the game. But the best teams can overcome that with their offense, and the Titans are just not there yet. Hopefully, they will be. But again, I don't know. I mean, do you? I, I just I, I think the I don't know if I've been tr- fooling myself uh, with, with what I thought maybe that they could do. But with this lack of weaponry that the Titans have, at least from the from the pass catching standpoint, I, I just I don't know if they're going to get to a point this season where they're not going to have to be they're not going to be winning every turnover margin to win a game. Yeah, the, the pass catchers not named Corey Davis are going to have to grow up right in a yeah. hurry. Um, but you know, you look at this week. We said it all last week. It's a trap game. Uh, so, and it played out just perfectly. And you saw the mistakes. You saw them kind of come out flat. Uh, right off the bat, Taylor and Taylor fumbles. 
uh, and Bills punch it in. So you're digging out of a hole all day, take your first lead in the fourth quarter. So it, it just had all the ingredients, you know, traveling all the way up uh, north in, in New York. Uh, it was just that perfect situation that you see all the time in the NFL. So I, I, for whatever reason, it, it just happens, you know. It, it just happens. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like that answer. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to jump off the deep end quite yet. It, it just it just happens. You see it happen to the best of teams. Um, you saw this happen to the Vikings. Uh, the same Buffalo team came to their house and, and crushed them. So uh, Sky isn't following yet. Uh, like you said, still first in the division. Uh, but you're seeing some clear issues that need to be ironed out. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, not to get you know too overly negative here. At the end of the day, they're 3-2. and two. They're winning the division. Um, you know, there, there have been some very good things that we've seen this year, but there's also just kind of these causes for concern. But at the end of the day, you know, Blake Bortles is not their quarterback, so things could be worse. Again, it need to feel better. Just go watch some of the highlights from the the, the play where he bounces a pass <laughs> off of his lineman's head. It's it's so it's so much fun, and he still threw anyway. for four hundred. Yeah, he threw, that was I mean, the that, perfect Bortles oh, game, gosh. right there. Yeah, that's that's perfect, Blake Bortles. Um, you, you want to have him on your fantasy team, but you definitely don't want him to be your life quarterback. So, yeah, go watch that. Like I said, it'll make you feel better. And, again, at the end of the day, look, th- things are, are, are going to get easier, at least from a schedule con- uh, concept. Um, injuries, I don't know. Like I said, we'll have to see what happens with Taylor Lewan. They're, they're going to be in a better situation if he can't go next week with Dennis Kelly than they were today uh, with Merritt's out there. But, you know, that that's obviously something to watch because the, 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 this team is just different without him out there. So that that's something to look at. But through five weeks, first in the division, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like the, the complete sky is falling, but there are some things that they're going to have to get fixed if they are going to be a legitimate contender. Um, so that'll do it for tonight for us. Uh, keep an eye on MCCMiracles.com. We'll have a ton more on this game and then obviously a lot more leading up to the matchup against the Ravens. This week, so check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert SB. Uh, podcast account at Locked On Titans, and just wherever you get your podcast, search out Locked On Titans. Subscribe. Get the next episode as soon as they're as soon as they are available. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. But why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.